Pumps and Systems podcast. I'm your host, Drew Champlin, Managing Editor of Pumps and Systems Magazine. You can visit us on the web at pumpsandsystems.com. Today, we're going to talk inline pumping benefits with Jim Huck of Industrial Flow Solutions. Jim was also selected as one of our 10 up-and-coming pump professionals to watch, and he's featured in our December 2022 issue, which you can visit online right now if you go to digital.pumpsandsystems.com if you don't have a print copy, or go to pumpsandsystems.com slash subscribe if you want a print copy. We'll ask Jim some questions related to his time in the industry and about how he is connected to uh, one of the great Greatest NBA basketball players of all time in LeBron James, but that'll be for later in the podcast. We're going to hit pump basics first. Search for our podcast and subscribe on any podcast platform such as Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Industrial Flow Solutions is the sponsor of our podcast. Visit them on the web at flowsolutions.com, and you will hear more about them a few minutes in. So uh, let's bring in Jim Huck to the podcast. Jim, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well, Drew, and yourself? I'm doing fantastic. I appreciate you taking some time. Uh, before we talk about inline pumping, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your position uh, with Industrial Flow Solutions and any, any other pertinent info you want to share. Yeah, yeah. So uh, at Industrial Flow Solutions, I'm the business development manager for a really cool product, which we're going to talk about today, the Overwatch Direct Inline Pumping System. So I'm looking over the basic business structure for that, right? Product development, sales and marketing, uh, trying to bring this new and innovative, dis- very disruptive technology uh, to to the market. And it's really exciting times for us uh, here at Industrial Flow Solutions. Yeah, and I know there's a lot of, uh, doing a lot of demos these days. There's a lot of YouTube videos of you um, uh, showing off the product as well. And we'll have an ad read about uh, Industrial Flow Solutions a few t- a few minutes into this podcast, uh, but let's talk about some of the basics, the basic pumping terms, technologies, uh, maybe a little related to this uh, inline pumping. Inline pumping is a big part of what you guys do, but what is inline pumping on a basic level? Yeah, so so the basis is very simple, right? So we take a very different approach to managing a pump lift station. Okay, so typical pumps today are going to fill a uh, a basin, some sort of retention uh, collection vessel, and it's going to be actuated by pumps uh, in in that basin. So it's going to be actuated by different levels, different elevations, right? Uh, what we recognize is we we look at the root cause of pump failures is the idea of us detaining liquid for a period of time, allowing those solids, fats, oils, and grease, fibrous materials, and everything to separate from that pump liquid. And in, in direct line pumping, very simply, if we can keep everything moving, keep everything in solution, right, where we don't get this uh, separation, coagulation, solidification effect, uh, we can manage lift stations a lot more effectively than we do today. And uh, so that that's uh, that's the real gist of inline pumping and, and, and getting rid of the wet wells. A lot of people know who work in this industry, um, the wet well is a challenge, right? It comes with a lot of other maintenance issues, uh, uh, nuisance issues, and uh, the fact that, that we have a technology that can now adapt to that in real time and, and keep liquid moving is a, is a real game changer for our industry. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about wet wells as well in the podcast. Uh, another basic question for you, Jim, uh, what causes pumps to clog and why do these clogged pumps need to be replaced sooner rather than later or or do they need to be replaced yeah great great question right so 
pumps themselves are actually pretty dynamic and, and pretty awesome machines, right? Uh, they, they can manage a fair amount of uh, fibrous materials when it's kind of metered over time, right? Uh, you talk about a single rag, you talk about a little bit of fatsoils and grease, right? A pump typically doesn't have issues with one rag or two rags. The pump has issues when we get multiple rags that come into environment and congeal with other rags with the help of fat soils and grease, right? So those bigger monsters are the term that we like to use in industry called fatbergs, right? Pumps are not built to manage fatbergs. Um, so, you know, though that's what causes pumps to, to fail, right? Larger items that we're not used to seeing with a pump eventually going to be, uh, you know, uh, inserted in the, the suction of the pump and the pump there is, is not able to to manage it at that time. Yeah, we had a big picture of a fatberg on our September 2017 issue of pumps and systems, and that was finished right as I was interviewing for this job. And so I remember my CEO saying that, hey, you may not want to work for us anymore after you see this, but I saw it and I was like, that's pretty cool. I'd love to, can't wait to get some content on how to, how to, uh, get rid of fatbergs and how to not uh you know what to not do to cause fatbergs which i guess flushable wipes is one of those right jim don't don't yeah. flush wipes down the toilet yep you got it you got yeah. it all right well uh what are some of the other problems to a, a system or a lift station that would lead to someone needing inline pumping yeah so you know we mentioned fatbergs as being an issue right it's that separation it's the coagulation of the fat soils and grease that you know, kind of a bar byproduct from us cooking or restaurants and things like that. You know, wipes, we understand the challenges of wipes. You know, um, again, it's it's not one, it's many that come in the environment that adhere to those fat soils and greases that cause problems. The, the other problem that we typically see with wet wells is when you get stagnation for a certain period of time, um, you, you, you get odor. Right, you get that nasty smell, that egg smell that we're all very aware of. Right, you 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 walk down in a in a park, a hiking trail, and you, you smell it, and you, you know exactly what that is. Right, um, it's it's sewage, and um, you know the direct inline pumping system. Uh, the way we're going to manage this this odor, this H2S gas, is we're going to constantly keep it contained, and because we're not letting it detain for a period of time, um, we're going to keep the you know the sort of chemistry. Uh, right in the sewage to make sure that we don't get that, uh, you know, that uh, an anaerobic uh, breakdown that causes causes smells. Um, so, you know, people that are looking uh, to reduce maintenance around odor, re reduce maintenance around ragging, and you would also want to look at the the Overwatch direct inline pumping technology when you have uh, obstacles in. Uh, excavation, right? So if you're in an area with a high water table uh, or hardened bedrock and digging is going to be a challenge, um, one of the things with the overwatch is because we're not retaining all that volume that is used for operation of the pumps, um, we don't have to dig these massively deep or massively wide pits anymore. They, they can be uh, much smaller. So um, there, there's tremendous advantages in, in construction as well with the technology. It's time to hear a word from our sponsor. Industrial Flow Solutions, or IFS, headquartered in New Haven, Connecticut, USA, specializes in the design, manufacturing, sales, and service of wastewater pumps and controls, including Overwatch Direct Inline Pump System, BJM Pumps, Stancor, 
Oilminder, and DRAGER brands. With over 200 years of technical and application experience and a focus on turning customers' flow problems into flow solutions, IFS products lower costs, increase efficiencies, and minimize the environmental impact. The Overwatch Direct inline pump system by IFS is a breakthrough technology designed to lift influent at the point of entry, eliminating the wet well. Influent is contained, eliminating odors and reducing maintenance. The smart sensing system adjusts in real time to manage flow and avoid clogs. Downtime from clogged pumps is virtually eliminated. And the stainless steel body is designed to withstand the effects of corrosion from harsh materials and solutions, making Overwatch an ideal solution for the municipal, industrial, and commercial industries. Most importantly, the Overwatch Direct inline pump system eliminates hazards associated with a well, and the result is a safer working environment for maintenance crews. Overwatch is changing the world one wet well at a time. For more information, visit www.flowsolutions.com, where you can learn more about IFS brands and connect with their experts. Now, we will return you to the podcast. Yeah, it seems like we're talking a lot about a lot about wastewater here. We met up with you at uh, WEF Tech, and you guys did a promotional video with us that's going to be online about your product soon. Uh, is wastewater, is it the main application that's used with inline pumping, or are there more? Yeah, so you know what we really excel at is um, is is wastewater solids management. Um, whether or not that's municipal wastewater or industrial wastewater, you know, anytime that you're seeing, uh, you know, fats, oils, and greases, fibrous materials, um, solids that come in the environment, that that's where we 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 play in in well. Okay. And you mentioned the wet well uh, a little bit earlier. Help me out a little bit here. I know it's a big, uh, it's a big thing in the industry. What exactly is the wet well? What can inline pumping do to eliminate the wet well? Uh, why are wet wells a problem? I know you mentioned smell earlier. And what are uh, some ways to get around it? Yeah. So, so wet wells have been used, you know, since since almost like the beginning of time, right? Uh, we know that liquid flows by gravity, right? And eventually, it's gonna lo- it's gonna flow to a low point. And at that low point, you have to lift it to another high point for it to flow to gravity again, right? So you think back to Mesopotamian times, you know, it was pretty much buckets and ropes, right? They had a, a low point, mm-hmm. they used a bucket, they 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 lowered it down in, in the hole, they poured up water, they poured it onto another uh, another uh, slope and allowed it to, c- to continue on. You know, our um, collection systems today are kind of built on the same principles, but yes, yet we use use pumping to 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 lift, and uh, you know all the low line areas in our collection network or sewage cl- collection network or stormwater collection network, um, there needs to be something that does that manual uh, uh, lift. So the, these wet wells are essentially massive pits that uh, can fill up with with liquid. And, you know, over the last 50 years, the submersible pump technology, which Industrial Flow Solutions also makes, um, you know, has been the preferred pump method, right? You put the submersible pump uh, down in the water. It's actuated by floats. Um, so, you know, a low level to turn off and a high level to turn on. And uh, so we're, we're maintaining these uh, huge uh, wet, wet wells to, uh, to, to operate these pumps and to lift liquid to, to higher, higher levels. All right. Well, uh, I guess wrapping up the the inline pumping discussion, what are the big advantages as it relates to inline pumping or or as it relates to maintenance uh, when you bring in inline pumping to the mix? 
Yeah, so really as far as maintenance goes, um, the inline pumping system is a, is a huge, huge benefit. Right. So when we talk about getting rid of the wet well, that is the source of a, a lot of maintenance teams um, time. Right. Um, they have to come and make sure that floats. We've talked about floats a couple times here. Right. Fat soils and grease hang up on floats. Those floats become heavier. They possibly become tangled with each other. Right. So they don't actuate appropriately like they should. Those fat soils and grease, again, that we mentioned, they may coagulate as as fatbergs or balls, but they also can can coagulate around the edges of of the basin wall right creating like a, a ring around the wall these things from fat constantly need to be cleaned or they create uh, problems and uh, so by us maintaining the liquid or uh, retaining that liquid inside of our system those fat soils and greases can't fall out of solution they're going to come to the pump and they're going to be uh, simply passed right away uh, another maintenance perspective right if you have a system that has a an odor compression system um, on it today. Uh, you know, with our system, because we keep that in, uh, influent contained, uh, we don't have any odors. So, you know, a, a lot of uh, odor compression systems not only have their own controls that need to be maintenance, but maybe there's some additives that need, um, you know, that need to be uh, metered into liquid to keep it kind of neutralized to stop that smell. And, you know, the last big maintenance piece that, um, you know, we solve with the Overwatch technology is, you know, we talked about H2S gas, right? H2S gas is not only very deadly, but it's very erosive. And uh, it'll go in and, and tear apart, uh, you know, get through the concrete pores and start attacking the, the metal structure of the, uh, the basin, start uh, attacking the uh, metal piping uh, in that structure, uh, pump rails, all that stuff. And uh, it, it can be very damaging. And the fact that, again, we're going to keep that influence contained uh, in the pipeworks means that those concrete basins now can last virtually forever. And uh, that piping can also last now forever. And uh, so it's a huge, huge benefit from a maintenance perspective. Um, and we have testimonies of, of customers who have used this technology uh, where, you know, they've had maintenance of, you know, 26 hours allocated to a particular lift station. And over the last five years, only 20 minutes of maintenance. Uh, you know, we have a promotional video you can check on our YouTube. Uh, the, the gentleman talks about that he forgot about his wet well, right? That is a huge statement that uh, th this, this lift station was such a nuisance for him. He spent so much time, uh, you know, maintaining this wet well. And now over the course of five years, he forgot that he had that lift station is, is just unbelievable. It's, it's, it's remarkable. Yeah, it's great to hear. Well, let's uh, let's shift gears a little bit. I know we, we have a lot of uh, younger engineers and users who listen to this podcast, and so we were going to we'll see how they can uh, relate to maybe your path in the industry in the pump industry. So uh, the first question I have for you is how and why are you in this industry and, and in your current area of expertise? What's the path you took to get to where you are? Yeah, so uh, I'm an ME by degree. Um, you know, I've always been in the the technical sales aspect. Um, not always in the the water wastewater world, but I've you know kind of always been in the process industry. So, you know, I've always worked um, in around this industry, but not necessarily immersed in this industry. And uh, you know, being involved in, in in a wide range of different markets from from mining, oil and gas, um, you know, metals you find that the the water industry is very unique um one it's a constant investment from everybody involved you know everyone from 
you know, our public officials, everyone is interested in proving improving water. So so this industry is just so much fun and the collaboration that you get between um, you know, competitors and, and 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 associates alike, you know, we're all kind of pulling for each other because we all know how important uh, water is. So when I had an opportunity to get into this environment, uh, lead a new product uh, in into this market, it was uh, it was a slam dunk for me. Su- super excited to, to be doing this. Yeah, my next question was going to be, what do you like best about working in this industry? But it seems like you just answered that pretty well. Is there anything else you you would want to add to that? No, just to reiterate, you know, I mean, you know, we, we have competitors, no doubt. And, uh, you know, if, if, if someone has a unique technology that is better, you know, we're all we're all in for the betterment of water, right? The betterment of the world. And uh, we know how difficult it is. You know, we're fortunate here in the country that we live in that, you know, water is not so big of a challenge. I know we we have certain community uh, communities that have struggled to get clean water. But uh, there's other parts of the world that just, you know, have have a bigger problem than, than we do. And the fact that we're trying to do something that is, uh, um, you know, making life better is just awesome. Yeah. Well, what do you find most challenging in the industry? You know, this challenge, this this industry typically moves slow and very reserved. Um, you know, there, you know, while there is money coming in now from um, you know, from our government officials to help support some of these very expensive projects. Um, typically, spending money on wastewater is not the the sexy thing to do, right? People don't recognize right away when um, you know a municipality improves their force mains, right? You almost think of that as a a nuisance, right? You're like, oh, there's construction in my street. It's annoying. They make so much noise. There's dust, right? But you don't you don't understand what these individuals are doing to improve. Uh, your life and, and everyone in that community's life. I mean, you 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 recognize right away when they pave your street, and you like that. But the fact that you know uh, you you get you get clean water all the time, um, you know, we 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 almost take take for granted. And I think that's the toughest part is that what we do um, is kind of like behind the scenes, right? No one's out there really rooting for us, other than the people who are associated with this industry. All right. Well, uh, along those lines, what advice would you give to a student considering this industry or a newcomer wanting to uh, get into the industry? Yeah. So, you know, if if you want to work in an industry where you're going to feel good about what you're doing, right? Um, This this is one to come to. If you want to make a difference in the environment, you want to make a a difference in uh, the world we live in, the community you live in, this is the one to go to. Um, you know, if you're looking for acclimates, you know, from from, you know, doing great things that everyone's going to recognize, this is probably not the industry to go into. Right. What again, what we do is kind of uh, behind the scenes, but very, very important and uh, tremendously fun. All right. Well, what has you most excited about the future of the industry? You know, what really has me excited is, um, you know, our current uh, political environment, you know, depending on what side of the fence you're on, depending on whatever country you're in, we all recognize that we only have one earth to live on. And we all recognize uh, this global warming and the challenge that it's going to create for for water. Uh, no matter who you are, or no matter what industry you live in or wherever you, you live, um, we're starting to get more people that understand that water is so, so important. And you know this this industry, as as we continue to gain this energy um, around water, uh, this is this is just really fun times. 
some fun times to be here. And I, I, can't, I can't imagine, you know, as I get older, um, getting more involved with this, start teaching my kids more about the importance of water. I think this is this is really going to be, um, you know, a really exciting time for all of us in this industry. All right. Well, uh, what do you do uh, to make sure you're continuing your education and training? Because it seems like there's always stuff you gotta you gotta learn and and you know need to know in your industry. You know what? It, it's it's staying connected. Um, you know these trade shows, expos, um, water associations that each uh, state has, region has. You know, small communities have. Um, it's important to get involved and understand what people are finding out as innovations, right? Um, there is, is so much innovation going on in this industry. And, uh, you know, you know, thanks to publications like you guys, we're allowed to get out some of our voice, but it's really difficult for your voice to, to be heard. And, uh, you know, getting out and, and meeting with other people who are trying to do good um, and, uh, and, and, you know, learning from others. And I'm, I'm a young guy in this industry. Um, certainly haven't been doing it a long time. There's a lot of people who have been doing it a lot longer than me. Um, you know, meeting with those people, talking about the challenges that they have, and you know, going back to the drawing board and saying, "Hey, what can we do to make this guy's life better? Uh, what can we do to make his job easier? What can we do to to make it safer?" Um, you know, that's uh, you know, you, you got you got to stay connected to people. People are the most important thing. Yeah. Speaking of people, a couple personal questions to wrap this up. Uh, when you're not working, what do you enjoy doing? Um, you know what, being a, a father or two, a young boy and a young girl, man, I just love spending time, time with my kids. You know, uh, you know, I played a lot of sports growing up, uh, now getting to, you know, play catch with my son or, uh, you know, run around with my daughter in the backyard. I mean, it just uh, bring, brings back good energy again and, uh, kind of, kind of reliving some of those, those great, great, uh, memories that I have in my youth and athletics. So, uh, you know, sp spending time with my kids and, and keeping them active is uh, one of the things I really like to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, the last question you answered uh, for the 10 to watch was what's one thing people would be surprised to learn about you. So I'll let you take that away here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I grew up in uh, Akron, Ohio, um, playing a lot of basketball. Probably two, two things people know from Akron is it's the rubber capital of the world, right? Goodyear, Firestone. Um, all come come out of that that area, and uh, the other the other thing that a lot of people know about Akron is uh, we have LeBron James. Yep. Um, obviously a big big basketball star, and and I'm of similar age to LeBron James, and uh, got to play with him uh, growing up. Got to play with him uh, against him in the state tournament, and uh, and uh, definitely out rebounded him in the state uh, state semifinals game. That's my only claim to fame. Yeah, so you said you. Go Won't ahead. Tell you the final score. Won't tell you the final score, but. Well, you said you, you said you held him to his season low, so kind of uh, expand a little bit on that. That's because that's yeah, what we yeah. put in our magazine. Um, yeah, uh, his se se senior year was quite an exciting time for the city of Akron, right? He was getting a, a a lot of attention, the chosen one on Sports Illustrated, right? So playing against him in the in the state tournament, uh, you know, played in front of a eleven thousand people in a high school game is absolutely nuts. Um, you know, having, uh, you know, um, writers and, and magazine people, ESPN on the floor, uh, you know, shooting the game was was, again, unbelievable. And, uh, you know, having a good team team event, you know, defense was my game. You know, I, I really strived hard to be the best defensive player on the court and and uh, luckily kept kept him to his season low that year. So that was uh, good season low of how many points? 
18. It's not super low for a high school game, but that's low for LeBron James. Yeah, when he averaged about 35 or 40, I guess. Uh, I guess <laughs> yeah. so. Now, how uh, he's about 6'8". You're you almost match up to him height wise. You're a pretty tall guy, aren't you? Uh, I'm six four. Uh, okay. Six four. He he certainly had uh, uh, quite a bit of length and uh, uh, elevation abilities over me for sure. All right. Now, did you know him? Um, uh, just a couple, a little more question on LeBron. Did you know him when he was like eight or ten years old, or did you just know him in high school facing off against him? No. The, so the first time I ever ran up against LeBron was at an AAU tournament. I was in sixth grade. He was in seventh grade. Um, people may know the name Maverick Carter. Uh, involved in LeBron's entourage, uh, Mavericks brother played on my team, so um, you know we we got to spend spend some time uh, together playing basketball growing up, and you know one of my first experiences was uh, LeBron in seventh grade throwing the ball up off the backboard and going to dun- you know dunking it, and I'm like holy cow, seventh grader <laughs> throwing his own alley oops, un- unreal, unreal. Yeah, well that's that's interesting. It's always good to hear. I know we could probably talk for 30 more minutes up. Uh about this but uh let's let's wrap it up here uh jim huck of industrial flow solutions thanks so much for sharing your expertise on inline pumping in and also on how you got into the industry yeah absolutely hey drew it's great uh, pl- pleasure to be here talking with you um you know l- looking forward to to working with you more looking forward to get our message out about what industrial flow solutions and uh overwatch direct inline pumping does yeah industrial flow solutions is a great partner with us uh Ab- advertising and editorial looking forward to some more articles in 2023 that'll wrap up this episode of the pumps and systems podcast you can uh visit us on the web pumps and systems.com slash podcast you can search and subscribe any podcast flat pat platform such as apple google soundcloud spotify stitcher i uh, want to thank jim huck and want to thank our presenting sponsor industrial flow solutions and you can email me the host drew champlin d c h a m P-L-I-N at C-A-H-A-B-A-M-E-D-I-A.com. D-Champlin at Cahaba Till next time, thank you so much for listening. 